This is the Working Hands Podcast. I'm Tony of Woodland Iron, joined by Keith of Blackthorn Concepts and Chad of Chad's Custom Creations. What's going on, boys? Hey, hey. Hi. We'd like to uh, thank our sponsor for the episode, Sabretooth. At sabretooth.com, you can get all your carving burrs. If you use the code WH, you can save 10% on all of your orders. And it gives a little kickback to us. Uh, we'd appreciate that. What's going on, Chad? Uh, you guys, do you remember I used to have a drone? Yeah. I, I used to fly it around. I don't think I ever showed any video or anything of it, but I had a lot of fun with it. I crashed it into the side of my house, destroyed it, stopped flying it for the longest time. That was the DJI Mini 2. You didn't really see great. the house coming? Like the house was, snuck up on okay, you? It was when the shed was delivered and I was trying to get some cool shots and I was literally coming in for a landing, but I wasn't looking and I hit the joystick to strafed to the right and it strafted directly into the gable end of my garage and uh, just did some irreplaceable damage that I did try to fix. But no matter what I did, the gimbal just continued to twitch and you had no control of the movement on that anymore. So with all that being said, DJI put the air two on sale the whole fly more package so it comes with three batteries all the extra blades and everything and good for me that drone comes with side sensors so if you have the sensors turned on it'll stop you from crashing into objects like a house and i bought it and it's (laughs) awesome i'm having a lot of fun and i can't wait to incorporate that into some videos in the future if i can figure out how to make it make sense with my style of content But with all that being said, I want to complain about something, and that is eBay. Have you guys tried to sell anything on eBay recently? No, I'm not 60. (laughs) Maybe that's what it is. (laughs) I, I appreciate that eBay has found me the people that are interested in my broken drone. I was about to throw it in the trash or just let my kids fly it around and let them crash it into a tree, but I decided just to list it. I listed the controller separate because the controller was in, well, actually I'm selling the controller from my new drone because it's the exact same. So I was like, well, I'm going to sell a brand new controller. Got $50 for that, but they've given the buyers a lot of unnecessary power. They can decide to not pay after they buy something. They can decide to cancel their bids if they decide they don't want to bid on it anymore. They have over 48 hours to pay you so your item goes in limbo and i've had all these people buying these items they they bought the controller they bought the drone and then they ghost me and then i can't relist it until i hear back from them or until the 48 hour window closes and ebay has changed and i don't know that i like it very much (laughs) so here's my warning to everyone if you're going to ebay be prepared it's a buyer's market right now the sellers on eBay, they are at the mercy of the people. Maybe that's what the people wanted. I don't know. I've I've never had bad luck on eBay, but I don't sell anything on eBay. So, see, so you're one of those buyers. Are are you one of those people who will do the high bid and then cancel your bid? I've never can I didn't even know you could cancel. Right, bid. I got that email today. I do most things on there for buy it now these days. Yeah, I'm I'm the same way. But here's the thing. People could buy it now. Someone did buy the controller. They bought it now, and then they decided to not pay. And they were in like the Dominican Republic or something like that. So I was kind of okay with not having to ship it to them. But you didn't have to ship until it was 
paid for? Like until it yeah. was in like PayPal? Yeah, yeah. You can't send it or you wouldn't want to until they pay, until the funds yeah. clear. That's so. not too bad. I mean, it's, I'm sure it's like Craigslist down there too. Like people call and say they're coming. They never show. And Yeah, but it takes it away from the reputable buyers, like people who are legitimately interested in the item. They lose it because one schmuck decided to take it off the market. Oh, I don't know. But I'm still going to try to use it. I, I recently got a printer as well, and it came with ink that I didn't need. So I was just like, I'm just going to list the ink, and somebody's willing to pay me $5 for the ink, and they're paying for shipping. So better than throwing it away, I feel better than just trashing everything. If somebody has something that I have that they need, that's cool. I like eBay for that aspect. It's a big market, but yeah. That's Chad's rant for the day, guys. You're welcome. What about you, Tony? What's going on in your world? <laughs> well, I finally started the flooring project. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, yeah. What? You didn't like your socks getting stuck on the plywood floor? No. No mm. one in this house enjoyed that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we got everything sorted out and got the underlay. We didn't cheap out. We went with the... Like it's like three mil underlay, so now the floor like sounds dead. Like the dogs walking across it, and you can't hear a thing. So it's pretty good. And right now we're kind of in the middle. We got the living room and entryway done, and up into the hallway is done, and then starting to work into the kitchen because we're trying to do everything at once, and no thresholds, no no transitions. Like your transitions are all seamless, like, and it's gonna, it's become um, tedious at times. But then once you get the tedious parts done, because it is a like a click laminate kind of idea, but it's a twelve mil stuff, so like it's pretty hefty, and um, it's made for pretty good, pretty good little, or not little, but made for a pretty good project. It's been a lot of, a lot of cursing and swearing. But uh, for the most part, it's been it's been well worth well worth the effort. Still think I'm going to get a professional to do my uh, my doors and my trim. I think I don't think it's worth it for me to do that because <laughs> it's it's like the very finished edge of it, and that's of the project. So that makes it it's tough for I just have a hard time with finish carpentry. So. Keith, what is the saying about the wood filler and caulk? Spack on paint, make a carpenter what he ain't. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, if that's all you're paying for, go for it. I mean, finished carpentry is a skill in its own. So, and if you're doing it yourself, you you could wind up delaying the project more and more, and then it never gets done, and then and then it's good enough, and then you're rushing wasting I material. I agree with what you're saying. Just, I mean, hire somebody out; it'll be cheap enough. Yeah, because I mean. The cost to do the floor was the biggest part of our budget. Now we don't have we we've got that money freed up, so it it makes getting someone to finish it to that level right makes sense. And then it allows us to move to we've got two bathrooms to do, so then that's going to help. That money's then going to move forward to doing bathroom work. So that'll be good. Yeah, it'll work out well. That's sounding nice. So you you said twelve mil. So for our imperial listeners, that's going to be about 0.47 of an inch thick. So that's that is some nice flooring, and that's engineered, finished on the top already. 
Uh, so the term they use for it, they call it a luxury, it's luxury laminate. It's a laminate, but I don't know. It, it's nice. Like it's not like, not like the old click laminate from back in the day that was like three mils thick. Like the underlay yeah. I'm putting underneath it is three mils thick. Nice. It's gonna be nice and quiet. Yeah. So what it, what it is too, is instead of being just a click that clicks in together on the length, it also clicks on each end. So it's it, once yeah. it's locked in, it's locked in in, f- in all four sides. So as long as you get it locked in tight, it's not going anywhere. Awesome. And that's cool that you're doing no thresholds and everything because if you have like a robot vacuum or anything like that, it makes it like a dream for the cleanup on those. So that's part of it. We're, we're, we're uh, setting aside some money for a Roomba so that we can have that. We have a very large dog who loves to... Well, he doesn't care, but he sheds a lot. And uh, within about a week, we can pretty much have a whole nother dog worth of hair <laughs> oh, or gosh. fur, I guess. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so it, it takes a while. <laughs> it takes a lot to keep the house clean. And especially when it was plywood floors, because the plywood just hangs on to everything. So, but uh, we're uh, slowly but surely we're getting it done. So it's been good. Well, to to add to your bucket of things to do, before you go with Roomba, iRobot, check out Wise. They put out their own version of it, and this thing is insane. My mom, she gave me one, and it has like a sonar dish that spins on the top, and as soon as you turn it on, it instantly maps out the room that it's in, and it's got this really cool app where you can divide up the rooms, and you can label them, name them. Right after Evelyn finishes eating at the dining table, I can say, you know, the G word, Google or Alexa. Shoot, I shouldn't have said that. Go clean the dining room. It'll come out and go clean that specific area and then it'll go back and dock itself. So it's kind of neat. And Wise is that Hmm. company that kind of started out with security cameras. So it links up with all that smart home system as well. I like that you could say, go clean that room. Yeah, I love that. Instead of taking an hour and doing everything. I have the old Roomba, which is great, but I turn it on and it just randomly does the room and eventually it'll get to every spot. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I, have, I've, I have had that one and that's great if you're not at the house because you can just tell it to clean and then leave and it does an okay job. But if you're like a stay-at-home dad like me and you want it to get in and out. Well, a stay-at-home dad should just break out the real vacuum. Well, <laughs> well that would be time and time is money. Oh, if you're a I learned that dad. from you. <laughs> so, is this one also won't drive through dog poo? Because that's that's a concern. <laughs> that is a huge concern. I think it depends on the size of the dog poo. If it's up a, up a high enough to where the sonar can see it, then I think you're. Oh, it is okay. What are you showing <laughs> me there, Tony? I can't quite see. This is a audio podcast. I know. I'm just. I'm. I'm. Use your words. I'm Googling We're talking right about dog poo. I think we have the title for the thing. Yeah. Won't, won't drive through dog poo. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just, I'm just Googling to see if I can find it, but I don't know. When you get trying to find it in Canada, it becomes wishy-washy. So anyways. <laughs> well, that's cool. I'm excited for you. Good to hear that your house is coming together. Keith, what you been doing, man? I went fishing. The end. Go on. 
<laughs> well, I didn't catch any fish, so I just went fishing. I went with the Green Street Boys. We went up to uh, the Salmon River, the great, the world-renowned Salmon River up in Pulaski, New York. It was that's, awesome. wh- that's also why it's called fishing and not catching. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we went for steelhead. But it, it was a lot of fun. I, I had a great time. Uh, yeah. But no shop work. I haven't done anything in the shop uh, since we last recorded. I did... I did go to my last final two classes at Underground Metalworks, um, and that that was great. I mean, I it, bet that was a bittersweet moment. Yeah, I'm sad to see it end, but um, I have to uh, try and figure out when I'm going to get back there for my next class. But I got, um, I think, all the welding done on the two by seventy two. So is it is it standing up on its own? Yeah, it stands up on its own. Um, mm. I didn't. I didn't do any of the finish work. Oh no, I, I still have welding to do. I have to weld up the knobs. Okay. Uh, he's got like the like the three prong knob, and you weld the bolt in the center. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I have to do those yet. But as far as the structure, like I don't have to do those. I only have to do those if I want the knobs. Uh, you want the knobs? Yeah. But there's a couple pieces. <laughs> like I was rushing to try and get it done in time, and I may have screwed some stuff up moving too fast and overheating some things. So, but, uh, there's a bunch of tabs on the bottom. I may go back and add more weld to those. And then, uh, then it'll be ready for finish. I think I'm going to have it powder coated. Ooh. So if you're going to do it, do it right. So I think I'm going to call a couple places this week, get it powder coated. Uh, and then I'll do final assembly, wire it up. You of course are going Blackthorn 1970s green, right? Blackthorn green, yeah. Yeah. That's going to be cool in powder coat. Yeah, I found a couple of powder coating places that online they say they have the color, so um, capability to mix the color. So uh, as long as it's close enough, I'll be happy. You know, they're just tools in my shop. So, Uh, But I could paint it like I'm painting my bandsaw, so I could just buy extra paint and paint it. But I figure with the amount of uh, metal that this thing's going to be chewing through and spraying all over. I think powder coat's a better way to go. Sweet. Is there a concern with, I don't know how to say this, but like the mechanical fasteners or like the sliding arms on the revolution, evolution. Revolution. 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 Yeah. That the powder coating could mess up or do you pre-mask it or they know what to mask or how does Uh, that work? No, I I would just re-drill those holes out. Okay. Uh, it would be in the holes. I think uh, you retap your any. Yeah, retap any everything. Yeah, okay. I mean they could plug it when they tap it to like all the tapped holes, but the main holes, like the three quarter inch holes where the bolts go through. If I have to, if I have to get rid of the powder coat on those spots, then I'll get rid of it. But once it's on, it's better than. Okay, so you could also save some time by getting some crap bolts. That you would just scrap afterwards. Like you could go ahead and thread everything, powder coat it, and then just remove those as well. Probably, yeah. Okay. Yep. Chad had a good idea. What? (laughs) It couldn't have been me. (laughs) Well, I don't know how powder coat works. Like if the bolt is in, am I going to crack the powder coat when I pull it out? Uh, You know who we could ask? I think all you'd have to do is score it in the threads. And then when when you go to break it out, it should... Yeah, but is it easier to score it with the bolt in, or is it easier to re-tap, like chase the threads? 
No, and that's a question for those guys, the the people at the powder coating spot. Because I mean, I'm no powder coater. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, I don't know the answers to these questions. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think I think I'm gonna. I haven't decided yet, but it seems to be. Feel like the powder coat on that would be better with the amount of metal shavings or whatnot. Gonna get a lot of abuse, and that'll hold up well. It'll hold up better than paint. I don't know how well it's gonna hold up. But for how cheap it is to have something powder coated these days, it's not worth painting. Yeah, mine, my uh, velocity is uh, is anodized. I guess I believe that's what they did with it. It's not a powder coat, like it's not a heavy coating. And um, the machine itself, that's an is kind of yeah, it is anodized. It's a bl- it's blue and red, and that's held up pretty well. But um, the the base that it sits on that gives it its ability to tilt. It's not, but that's fine with me because um, everything in my shop has got a, a rusted hue to it. So my yeah. forge my- has got my forge is rusted. My anvil's rusted. So I'm good. I, I went through a couple of the hashtags for it. Uh, and most guys just leave them um, bare metal. Yeah. I don't know if they put a clear coat on it or they just don't care or what, but. I want it to look nice in my shop, so yeah, a little pop I, of color. Well, that was one of the things. So I haven't got any news yet on my press, but that's one of the things with the press that I was thinking about. Is I think I'm going to leave it bare metal when I yeah, get that's it. What you're saying, and let it uh, let it oxidize patina. and rust and patina. I think that'll be cool. Yeah, for me, I I don't know. I think there's something to be said about having a nice looking shop inspiration when you go out there if i was a production house and it was going to get beat up every day i don't think i would care i would just let it happen the way it's going to happen i mean after hanging out at underground metalworks you've got a lot to live up to (laughs) yeah (laughs) some big boots to fill yeah that place is amazing i miss it already it's my first week not going oh yeah i feel i feel like i'm gonna have to make a trip down there just to go there yeah i seriously i i'm I'm kind of i feel like i'm missing out Go down May, through. May twenty first is her uh, open house. I'll be there. Should be a good time. Yeah, I believe I'm in either Mexico. will be or soon to be in Mexico at that point. So yeah, but um, yeah, I think at some point either in the next couple of years, I'll I'll try and get maybe do a bike trip down and. It was funny. <laughs> I I I've been dubbing it the most Instagrammable welding school in the world, and. Uh, couple of the papers did an article on her and they used that they used that tagline oh of course they would <laughs> look at there so i thought that i thought that was kind of cool that people are taking my tagline and running with it wow the place it really is amazing i mean so we shall see what happens moving forward well keith you know i am i, I know we kind of glossed over it earlier but i am extremely jealous of the trip that you got to take with the green street boys <laughs> going fishing, going to a cabin. I didn't want to rub hanging it in. <laughs> out, hanging out with the boys, being in nature. You know, that's just, that is right up my alley. And I kept hinting at them. I was like nudging them, sending them messages like, maybe, maybe they'll send me an invite and I'll fly up there at the last minute. You could have come. Yeah. I told you to come. It wasn't your trip to invite me to. I was trying no, to it get was not. Rob or no. Jeff, which yeah. I do want to stop right here and just say, Jeff and Rob, after our episode released with them on, it was really amazing to see the support that they were giving us. 
on Instagram. They were doing stories telling their their viewers to go listen to the podcast. And guys, I just really want to thank you for that. And I want to tell our listeners, support the makers that support us. If you haven't checked out their podcast, you need to do that now. Go ahead, find the American Craftsman podcast, subscribe to it, give it a listen. You won't you will not be disappointed. Those are Join some great guys. Join their Patreon too. Support them. They're out there doing it. Good guys for sure. Real good guys. I don't know how you do it, Keith. You find like the most amazing people in the world and you bring them to our circle. You know, I'm like a magnet to good people, Chad. That's that's what happens. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's my beaming ray of sunshine that I, I exude from my personality that brings them all in. <laughs> Thank God, because I honestly don't know what I've brought to the podcast, to be honest with you. <laughs> Neither do we. The editing. <laughs> yeah. Everybody needs an editor. The editing and, and constant bootjack talk. Oh, bootjacks. Are we talking right. bootjacks? Because I got some news. You're on not allowed to no. say the word. All no. Right. All right. I'll save it for later. <laughs> yeah, save it for a different podcast. <laughs> Start your bootjack podcast start your own <laughs> yeah speaking of 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 podcasts and things we're putting out there what what about make what you fear that's coming up this there's less than a month less than a month left for the challenge we've put on yeah where you, need- you you put the countdown on there and that's put the fire under everyone i believe i've put the i put the countdown out since day one yeah, but now it's down to the final 30 days. I think we're yeah, I know. What, 27, 26 days now. So if you don't know, if you're new to the show from our our last two episodes with guests where we didn't go over it, we're running a contest called Make What You Fear. And don't don't let that name fool you. It's about getting out of your comfort zone. It's not about making something you're actually scared of, but it's trying a new medium. So if you're a metal worker, maybe you try woodworking or leatherworking. If you're a leather worker, maybe you try one of the other things, or maybe you're a knitter, or maybe you want to try knitting or paper or cardboard or paper crafts or whatever you want to do, try a new medium and just post about it and use the hashtag make what you fear. And you could win some awesome prizes from us. Who do we have prizes from? We got uh, Bryce, the waffle beaver himself has given some waffle beaver notebooks, uh, sketchbooks. Guess you call them. We have Vesting Finishes has put together a nice little prize pack. O'Keefe's Working Hands has given us working hands, hand cream, foot cream, some other stuff, some cuticle cures. Uh, we have Maritime Knife Supply is giving a gift card. They have pretty much everything you would want to get to make a knife. Um, and metalwork. And metalwork, yeah. He's, they have a lot of stuff. He's expanding every day. He even has coffee, rising yeah. grind coffee. So if you're not a metal worker and you want and you win, you can get coffee. I mean, what better thing is there than winning coffee? We got Total Boat is giving away some stuff. We have um, uh, Sabretooth, our sponsors, giving some burrs. I have those here. I'm very excited about those. Those are uh, always fun to win, get out in the power carving. We have uh, Brent Jarvis over at Clean Cut Woodworking is giving away one of his router sleds or CCW router sleds, which is amazing. I don't know if you guys have seen those. If you haven't, you need to check them out. He also gave us a code for it, right? Yep. WHPOD15. 
is it 2022, I believe? Uh, yes. WH Pod 2022 will get you, I think, 5% off? Yes, that's correct. Uh, which is a big deal. I mean, his his things are, are amazing, uh, what you could do with them. He just put out a video where not only can you flatten out whatever you want, you can use it as a huge planer if you wanted, um, or a slab flattener, but he was showing how it works to put on like juice grooves on the cutting boards, all sorts of stuff. And then we're also giving away a weekend pass to the maker camp, which is huge. We would love to meet you there. So, uh, there's some awesome prizes to be won. Uh, the boys and I are also giving out some merch from working hands. Um, so that'll be fun, but yeah, get out there and make what you fear. Show us what you got. Try something new. So many prizes. It's almost hard to remember how many things are going out to whoever ends up winning this challenge. It's yeah, there's incredible. A lot. There's a definite lot. And and don't worry about uh oh the the code for CCW Router Sleds is WH Pod twenty twenty two. So WH is in working hands, P O D two two. Um WH pod 22 for 5% off. Um, and please use that. I mean, he, he, he's obviously helping us out. So let's help him out, spread the love, but don't worry about what you're making. If you're trying something new, we understand you're trying something new. So it doesn't have to be, um, you know, if, if, you, if you're going to try paint and you don't have to paint the Mona Lisa, we want to see, uh, you just trying new things, expanding your horizons. So it's to me, it's more about the story than it is the finished product. Yes. I guess. So it it could it could be whatever you might not think it's great, but with the story behind it, you know that might be what puts you over the top. So tell us your story. Tell us what you did. Tell us where you started, where you're at, all that kind of fun. And do it in a post. You could do it in your stories yes. too. That's great to share it with everyone, but. Uh, the posts are what we're tracking, so please post. You get 30 days, le- or less than 30 days. Um, I forget what the countdown is when this airs, but uh, yeah, there's like well, let's just say three weeks left. So get your posts in. Uh, finished products have to be in by April 30th is the final date. Anything posted after that will not be um, even looked. At. Well, I mean, we'll see it, but won't be judged. I guess is the word. Yeah, and we've also talked about the how the three of us want to kind of highlight everyone on a podcast episode. So after April 30th, we're going to try looking into doing some type of video podcast elements, yes. and we'll be looking at everyone who has participated. We're going to highlight everyone, talk about everyone. So if you're on the fence about it, even if you don't think you'll win, it's a good chance just to get your name into the community and maybe, maybe get a little boost in followers if that's something that you're after. Cause I think that's going to be a real fun podcast for the three of us to go through and talk about what everyone's done. And I know there's going to be a lot of good stories to be talked about on that. And, and share it with your friends, challenge your friends to join along. I mean, it would be huge to get somebody, even if they're not a maker, as long as they have a public account and they, post under the hashtag we can see it they don't have to be a maker as long as they're trying something new and making something then they can make pretty much anything but the story's got to be there you know you got to tell us what you're doing in there you know it would make a great story for an entry 
getting different items from different makers, like raw materials, <laughs> and then using those raw materials to make something that you've that, never made before. That sounds like a fantastic idea f- for one of our participants to do. Yeah. yeah so, I, you know, I want to shout out Team Chad. We've got Uncle Sam Metalworks, Adam. Well, we've let's got- explain Team Chad first. We got a lot of new listeners. Okay. Yeah. The three hosts are also doing the Make What You Fear project. Um, so Team Chad, Chad has assembled the team to do his project for him, which we do not recommend for the main participants. Chad. What, you don't want to lift up people in the community? Oh, no, I do. And I think your team is amazing. But they're doing I'm all asked. the work for you. <laughs> I, th- I think Chad's tagline should be assembled by. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you made any progress yeah. on yours yet, Chad? Uh, would having that's my a no. raw would having my raw materials be progress, or having um some of the tools required for the building of the project be progress? Mm. Slight. Can I anger the knife maker community real quickly? <laughs> no. We got so much interaction when we talked about the pressure pot for the epoxy. Or for the stabilizing. So we heard a lot from Toby over at Toby Fire and Still, or their podcast is Fire and Still Podcast. It's a great show. And Toby is just a great guy, very caring. He told me a lot about the fact that I'm going to need a vacuum chamber. That's what you want to use for the stabilizing of the wood. And I went and listened to some very specific episodes on their podcast where they talk about stabilizing wood and such. I got into it and I realized, oh, wow, this is way more in depth than I thought. And it's going to cost way more than I plan on investing. So it's time consuming as well. Here's what I'm doing. Instead of buying a vacuum pump, Keith, you do some mechanical work on cars and stuff. Tony, you probably as well. Do you know that tool that you use for bleeding brakes? The little kind of like a pistol grip. Yeah. Pull the trigger and it pulls a suction. The brake bleeder. Yeah, the brake bleeder. So they sell those for $25. (laughs) So I bought myself a brake bleeder. I have a huge mason jar. I'm going to make my own vacuum chamber with a brake bleeder and a mason jar. And we're going to start stabilizing that chestnut. And I should have done that like three weeks ago, according to actually months and months ago, according to Toby. Yes, I think that, that is true. I, think, I should have. I should pour that think, in there right now, actually, and just let it sit. And uh, Brian House, I watched the V on him. He he actually uh, has some content on stabilizing wood as well. There's a technique that you want to do. You want to pull the vacuum, right, and then release, release. Then because if you think about like a sponge, right, if you squeeze the sponge, it's not going to absorb. You got to squeeze the sponge and then release the sponge. So that's what you're doing with that vacuum. You want to do that kind of method how many emails do you think all right we're let's get, get back to the <laughs> let's get back to the challenge at hand and not and not and not the chad show the chad show <laughs> team chad vote for me so the challenge for our listeners is the bigger the bigger topic for tonight yeah because we can't win any prizes i want to make that clear the three of us get nothing from it three other of us than is bragging just a rights. grudge match for bragging rights so team chad is gonna lose um but yeah <laughs> <laughs> we have had some great submissions so far. Uh, submissions dating all the way back to uh, the the weekend after the announcement, which was amazing. 
Sean Beckner put in um, his early on. Yeah, he was in the first first weekend, I believe. Yeah, he went out and he crushed it. Yeah, looks and cool. he put out a YouTube video to go and along he put with out it. A YouTube video that's huge. Which, by the way, for ours, I, I don't think I'm going to be able to edit and have done in time. <laughs> oh, Keith, I'm, I'm in camp, Keith. I I'm going to try my best to at least record something and maybe piece something together, but it's not going to be. It's not going to be good. <laughs> it's not going to be by the date. But. Um, uh, if you put out a YouTube video with yours, kudos, let us know. We will promote that in your channel as well. But the submissions need to be through the hashtag on Instagram. That's how we're running it. So that's where the whole community can go see the hashtag, make what you fear, see all the listings that are already in and the ones that are coming out after you hear this, because we know you're not delaying anymore. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Procrastination has run its course. They need to get it done. <laughs> yeah. And, and and if you put your project out there now, as opposed to waiting for the deadline, we will uh, do our best to get a mention in prior to the deadline and get you guys some, some, some extra views. Did you see that Steve House has joined in? Not Steve House. I'm sorry. Getting all my names mixed up. Making there- at home, Steve from Making at Home, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's making an arcade. Yeah, a huge arcade cabinet out of solid poplar. The case for it is already looking amazing. Um, but what a big project to start so late in the game. I think he's got it. The guy's an engineer. He's going to crush it. Yeah, I have some faith in him as well. Well, I the think- woodworking part, I mean, his actual material, I think, I think is the electronics, right? Because yeah, he's a woodworker. Ca- the case for a guy like that is going to be... F- so the you case know, for him will be easy. Relatively easy, but the it's electronics for sure. But that's going to be a cool project. Did you see our boy Smiling Wolf finished his knife? Yes, and yeah. we finally Ooh. see Skull Pattern coming back. I remember we saw that early on. That was the first thing we saw. That's the leather on the sheath that he had made, and it looks so incredible all put together. And that medallion on the top with the skull sticking through, what? Have y'all been keeping up close enough to see how he did that? No. Incredible. It's all themed so nicely together. The, I mean, the, the way the, the red on the leather plays on kind of the red-brown handle that he has on his knife. Beautifully done. Yeah, Patrick over at Illustrated Lefty's making progress on his, uh, his wiring for his um, lathe. Yeah, that looks like it's going to be a really clean build. It looks pretty sharp. Putting in a lot of time into it. Yeah ton of time oh he is done as of two days ago it's alive he's he's milling on it already that's pretty impressive Mm. and of course ed johns is killing it with two knives made two different ways from two different types of material not only not only that his handles are two different materials too yeah he is um that guy is amazing oh look at this blackthorn concepts he's welding up some stuff Good for him. Are you sure those are his hands welding, or is that uh, Stephanie's? I, I'm positive. I had uh, I had first, I have, had actual have, view of that. Have you seen his mitts? <laughs> Her hands do not look like that. <laughs> then we got uh, the man, the myth, the legend. Um, David Beckwith makes. He's make, just finished up a chair there. Oh, it's been a couple weeks, I think, now. Yeah. <laughs> had a fun little uh, Instagram post there where he tested the chair out with a, 
a uh, chainsaw helmet on. <laughs> Safety first. <laughs> yeah. Or was, or was he wearing that because he asked his wife to bring him a sandwich? <laughs> did you listen to the audio on it? Yeah, I yeah. did. I, I was yeah. trying to remember if it was a sandwich or a beer. I yeah. thought it was a beer. Either way. Either way, he's going to watch it. Um, yeah. Corey no. <laughs> over at Odyssey stands doing some metal work, some welding. Pretty impressive for one of his X tables. Yeah, I think that was, I think that's the first bit of metal work he's done. So that's pretty cool. Because he was on uh, Clubhouse with us there one, one day asking questions. So, yeah. What, what I find impressive is the newbies, guys who aren't makers who are participating. One of those guys is Endrizzy Makes. And I know by that handle, it sounds like he makes. He started that account so he could have a public account to play along with uh, our hashtag. And he's put in a couple things already. He made something out of, um, what is that tank, Tony? Oh, the fireman's tank? SCBA, the self-contained breathing apparatus. Yeah. He modified an old one of those. Um, and he made an umbrella holder. Then he re... He's redoing an axe. He just picked up an anvil today. Did you see that? Yes. No, I missed that. Yeah. That's a a good looking anvil. You got a hundred pound Trenton. Nice. Son of a. Right? (laughs) My wife was uh, uh, mad when she saw that posted. Oh, she would be. uh... Danny Danny Designo is another one uh, who started for the contest, started an account for the contest. Um, he made a clock. He, he he re he retrofitted an existing clock with LEDs. There's some great stuff out there. These we're just trying to showcase the variety of things that people are making today. I mean, so they, someone you, made a bathroom fixture. <laughs> yeah, somebody made a urinal for their shop. <laughs> I mean, the ideas are limitless. So if you had something around the house that you wanted to do, or or something you haven't thought of, just think of anything and and get out there and do it this should be the push to get you to go try something there's a deadline you got to try and finish by it'll be fun no it has been a lot of fun so it'll be good i'm curious to see what um what full steam designs comes up with there chris with the he's got his uh furnace all ready to roll and he's done a little bit of casting already so now he's got to figure out how to play with the play with the sand so he can do his pour so yeah that'll be uh the dangerous part, but it'll be interesting to see. I'm sure he's done a lot of reading and he'll he'll have it figured out. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited to see what he comes up with because uh with me getting the 3D printer recently, the thought of being able to 3D print something and then be able to do lost um PLA sand casting and then melt up some metal and pour it in there and have your 3D print made into a solid material like metal is just so intriguing to me and uh, i'm rooting for you chris i think it's going to be really neat to see that that come out and that's going on his car that he made for the yeah that other challenge we need to see all that put together it is impressive eSpoke studios is doing some leather work yeah killing it with the uh the reels game there yeah one that was pretty good grant alexander is doing uh something with a um harmonica and a press it looks like yeah it was uh, uh, a 3d mold with, yeah like a like a debossing thing for for leather right yeah he printed it with a 3d 3d printer and then uh yeah i think it's wet molding uh 
uh, leather over top of it. I believe. I could be wrong. There's some amazing stuff going on. We want you to participate. It would be fun if you did. A lot of prizes to be won. So, Tony, have you made any progress on yours? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, sorry. I guess I have made some since the last we talked. Um, I got my uh, design done. So we'll. Well, the design of go the on? object. The object. <laughs> okay. Um, no, I should be. Uh, once I find some time, the weather's warmed up now, so the shop's easier to get out to. So, um, I will be using my two by seventy-two to complete this project. Oh, yeah, interesting. Yeah, using metalworking techniques to make a wood project. Let's put it that way. You're making I'm, a I'm cake excited. slicer. I'm excited to see what this is going to be. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep it quiet for now. Well, keep it quiet from Chad, anyways. Don't wait too long. Remember, it's all about the story. I want to know. I think the last thing we saw from you was just the three types of wood you got from NB Woodfinery, right? That's pretty much the last post. I don't. Is your Instagram dead, Tony? (laughs) It's not dead. No, Uh, I just don't post a lot. Did you get unfollowed in my great unfollow purge? I accidentally (laughs) unfollowed so many people. I started to get messages from people. They said, oh, I was part of the purge. And I was like, no, you weren't supposed to be part of the purge. So, uh, yeah, I'm still not done. Here's what I want in my my follows. I want everyone related to this podcast. So, if you're listening to this, you should be somebody that I'm interacting with. I want uh, people at Maker Camp. I don't want to follow my clients anymore. It's sad to say, but I've been doing that. Anytime somebody would buy something from me, I'd follow them. I think I'm going to stop doing that because what? Why? That's creepy. Yeah, the great purge. Also, be careful, people. Don't do it like I did it. I purged like a thousand in one day and Instagram deactivated my account or took away the ability to comment like things like that. After about a week, they told me I needed to change my password. Got that squared away. Everything's back the way it should be. And my Instagram is more enjoyable now. I'm seeing people that I actually want to follow and... It's fun talking with people and seeing what everyone's up to. So, been good. Been good. But again, I was clicking that unfollow button without looking. So, I think I even unfollowed Keith at one point. That was unintentional. Sorry, I don't Keith. think you followed me back. Intentional, <laughs> unintentional. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm okay with it, Chad, if you unfollow me. Yeah, I don't think anyone really cares about me anyway, so. No, I it's probably. just, I don't post enough to where... I should be in somebody's feed, I don't think. I have a three-pronged approach to my Instagram. I follow uh, the people I want to be surrounded with, the people that uh, are I can learn from, and the people that inspire me. And those are the three. If, you're, if you don't follow one of those categories with your posts, then I'm out. So you don't subscribe to the keep your enemies close? No. <laughs> no. That's a big list. That's a big list for me. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, I used to be up in like the 700 kind of range, and now I'm down to like 520, I think, right now. I, I'd like to do the uh, the Roy Scott and get down to 200, but I, I don't know that I'm that cold-hearted. So I pared down um, over the winter, and it wasn't necessarily because those people didn't fit the bill, but I felt like I wasn't seeing the post that I wanted to see. 
I was getting fed all the junk posts and I, I felt that, um, you know, the algorithm wasn't working for the things I actually liked. So I had to play the game and actually tailor my feed to actually fit that. So, yeah. And there's, there's that term FOMO, fear of missing out. It's not related to going to events or anything, but I have a fear of missing what people are making that I care about. Like, I really genuinely do want to see how people are growing and progressing in their skills and being inspired by those people as well. So tearing mine down from good God, what was it? 4,000 follows or something. I'm down to 500 now. Even 500 sounds like a number that you wouldn't be able to follow. It's more intimate. And I, I think that will make Instagram more enjoyable as a platform, at least for me anyways. Because my yeah. Instagram for the longest time was a business move. It was finding new clients. I mean, I was following wedding venues and caterers and realtors and things like that because they were leads. They were people who had purchased from me. But I'm at a point right now where I I have enough business and I can push some business away and be happy about it. Yeah. But I feel like when you started on Instagram, Instagram was a better platform for a business and it has evolved to not be that unless of course you're Amazon can pay buku bucks to be a sponsored ad mm -hmm. i don't think it's set up for the average joe to start a business anymore i will say it's a great portfolio if you oh, bump no, it's in, a great portfolio if you bump into somebody on the street and they're interested in what you make you can say hey just go check out my instagram this is kind of the products i make my instagram right now is kind of a mess of just reels of me just doing random crap so i probably won't well, send people there <laughs> You could set up your reels so it doesn't post on your main page. That's a very good tip right there. So there's no benefit to having a reel on your main, like for you as a business, on your portfolio side. You should just have finished projects as your posts. And your all your videos should be reels because reels can be a separate tab. So they mm. have to swipe over. So somebody like Chad or I that want to see you working in the shop can watch your reels and your clients can look at your posts. That is like they the still tip show of the up day in right feed, there. but then if you're interacting with a client and you pull up your Instagram account, as long as you don't swipe over to your reels, you have your whole portfolio right there to show. So I know what my next purge is then cleaning up my actual feed or just clean it up from here forward. Yeah. Just post final shots. Like do I don't a nice, know why. I always, nice piece of photography. I always thought it was beneficial to put it over there, but I, like hearing you say it, it doesn't make sense. No I don't, benefit. It doesn't get sent to people. So reels are fed through the algorithm out to people, right? Hmm. Uh, I think early on when it was there, it was an option to get people who went to your page. No one goes to anyone's page anymore unless they're looking up you specifically, in which case they don't want to see your reels. They want to see your portfolio. So your reels should be separate. That makes a lot of sense. Good advice. Look at us bringing value to our listeners. Now I just got to figure out how to make a reel. <laughs> <laughs> Ask your daughters. Yes, I'm sure they know. We'll they they were on tick, They were on TikTok before it was TikTok when it was Musically. Mm. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. I was a teacher. I heard the kids talking about it. Yeah. yeah. Instagram is a weird place these days. But what I do want to see is make what your fear projects on this. I want to see more. Don't hold out. Yeah, that's one thing that is making Instagram a better place. So every time you guys are <laughs> contributing to the Make What You Fear, that is making IG 
better. I don't Do, want IG to become Facebook, and I'm a little worried it's going to happen. Don't Let's miss get, out. Don't miss there. out on make what you fear. I got a lot of people who, who I see a lot of people who are posting in their stories their make what you fear products, but they're not always putting it in as a post. So I hope yeah, they don't. Get, I hope they don't forget to put it in as a post by four thirty. I think with like Ed Johns, I think the way he's doing it, it makes sense because he's doing like the major highlights as post, but then like the storyline, funny enough, he's putting in the story and it's, it's cool because the three of us will go in there and follow along with him seeing the different techniques he's learning. But the, the major highlights are getting its own post, they're getting the hashtag and uh, it's, it's good to see it uh, archived in that way. Yeah, he's doing a, doing a bang up job of it. I don't think he's going to want to make a knife for a long, long time. <laughs> uh, he's done so many different techniques with it. I'm just glad uh, I'm not we'll, competing we'll against get him. We'll get him at Maker Camp and he'll want to he'll wanna make one. Yeah, I'm already looking forward to Maker Camp. Yeah, I'm excited. After being, after being at the uh, Forge event, it gave me the itch to get back. Yeah. The next hammering is May 20th, 21st, and 22nd. I sadly don't know if I'm going to make it. Yeah, that one might be busy with the weather cleaning up and being a little warmer. Yeah, it's the same weekend as the open house at the welding school, though. Yeah. Underground metalworks, so see what happens. If I can get a day off of work, I may go up Friday. Yeah, that'd be good. Be able to make both. Just tell your clients that you're taking a day off. Yeah. Works that way, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah. But yeah, I'm excited to go. Uh, you know who's going to make camp is uh, Brent over at uh, Clean Cut, the router guy, the router. Oh, is guy. he really? Well, this this will be his first time if if I'm remembering correctly. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going to display the router sled. Oh, that's awesome! So he'll right? have it up where people can demo it, huh? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Oh, oh, so he's going to have a tent or a table or whatever, something like that. Yeah, that's I don't a know the move. particulars about it, but we were talking about it couple weeks ago and uh yeah i'm excited i can't wait to see that thing in action i may buy one before then but we'll see i may use that code whpod22 <laughs> that's a perfect pairing for ronders as well so i mean you've got yeah. the felling of the tree the milling of the tree and then you know after the drying process has been completed that's where you get the the warping of the boards that's where that router sled would come into play. You'd be able to then flatten one edge of that board. Or, I mean, even if you don't have a planer large enough, you can use it for both sides as well. Well, I have a couple slabs here I may bring up that are already dry. So we can do it. If I have a truck by then, I'll throw a couple in so you can flatten them for me. <coughs> Somebody else that I think is going to try to make it a maker camp this year that I was talking to recently is Grant over at the Grant Alexander. Sadly, he was one of the ones that ended up in my purge of unnecessary unfollows. <laughs> what are you doing? I know, right? It's the one and only Grant Alexander. You can't <laughs> unfollow him. How could I? So it was, it was, it actually worked out well because it got me, me and him talking uh, a little bit more. We, we haven't been as connected as, as we have been in the past and we got to talking and um, I said, Hey, are you going to try to make it out to maker camp this year? And he said, yeah, I was going to make it last year, but with all the restrictions of COVID and everything, it was just such a hassle. And then um, he talked Yeah, don't about, I know it. Yeah. <laughs> and what I love is um, he actually tried. He was coming down to, I think, the high caliber camp high or caliber whatever. High caliber camp, yeah. In Virginia. Austin's and I love camp. what he did. It's such a Chad move. He uh, tried to cross the border 
And when he got to the border patrol, he was just going to claim that it was for business because it is his business. He's a, you know, a maker and he was going to a, a maker camp of sorts. And um, I don't want to spoil the story, but if he's got a podcast called Clamp, Clamp Podcast, right? Creative Living and Making Projects Podcast. Yeah, that's what it stands for. It used to be Creative Living and Making Podcast, but Grant doesn't like where you have like ATM machine, <laughs> you know, it's just an ATM because the M stands for machine. So they made it Creative Living and Making Projects Podcast. Very deep. And that's Adam, Morley, and Grant. The three of them have a podcast together. And if you want to hear his, his funny story about um, trying to cross the border and um, all the trials and tribulations that he got on his way to Virginia, you should go check out that podcast. And I believe it is episode 73 where you can hear that. And it, it was a great listen, and I highly recommend their podcast. It's, it's one of my favorite listens, and, and I actually went back and listened to that one for a second time after talking with him. Do you guys have any uh, recommendations for this week? That was mine. I got one. The guy I met through this podcast, uh, Victor, over at Wim Designs, and uh, he actually hooked me up with a, a new tool he gave me. He gave me a pocket hole. Um, I guess it's a jig. I don't know. Pocket hole machine? Uh, yeah, I'd call that the pocket hole machine because that's actually built-in drill, right? Yeah, it's all built-in. Nice. Dust collection, right? Uh, I think so. I haven't hooked it up yet, but Wim Designs. Uh, I think there's an underscore in there. But I like his name because it's uh, What's In My Mind is uh, what Wim stands for. I thought oh. that was clever. Hmm. But I, But I... I liked it because it's like on a whim, you know, what's in my mind. Yeah. It's a double, it's a double meaning, but he's, he's a really good guy. Awesome to talk to. I met him. It's whim underscore designs, um, underscore design. Sorry. But he's building out a, uh, he's building out a whole table out of the, um, what is that? Extruded aluminum stuff. 8020, I think it's called. Yeah. Anyway, just call it extruded aluminum. <laughs> he's, he's a good guy. Tell him we sent you. Uh, he's a, He's a solid, he's a solid guy. Tony? Uh, well, I guess it's kind of a re-shout out, but kind of, this gentleman shouted me out on his podcast, so I figured I'd do him favor, return the favor. Uh, Steve House at uh, Moonshine Metalworks, and uh, he's also on uh, the Fools with Tools podcast. He, uh, if you're talking to him, tell him nobody cares about his, his, uh, his leg press, and then tell him I sent you. So, <laughs> <laughs> tell him he's got to get squatting. I'm sure that's some kind of uh, blacksmith jab. Uh, it's more of a gym, inside. gym and uh, powerlifting jab. Oh, leg day. Okay, I got you. So, no, it was a good fella. I and uh, yeah, it was a good time. So, he's one of the those... guy. He's the guy who taught me my first blacksmithing. Yeah, the nail. The nail that I screwed up and then he made fun of me. (laughs) It sounds like him, yeah. It sounds like him, yeah. Yeah, it'll be good. It'll be fun to see him back at, uh, he's supposed to be coming back to camp in uh, in October, so. I hope so. He's he's a fun guy to hang out with. Yeah, definitely. And he's coming from UK, is that right? England, yeah. 
Yeah. So if anyone's on the fence about coming to Maker Camp, just know there are people literally flying across the Atlantic Ocean to get to it. It's it's that valuable. It really is. So even if you're way out on the West Coast, I know I'm trying to get Hatch made it. He's one of our Canadian listeners. I think he's in West, West, West Canada, if I'm remembering correctly. So it would be quite a trip for him, but I'm hoping that uh, Hatch make, made it makes it out to uh, Maker Camp in October. I would like to meet him in person. The most yeah. interesting man in the world. He's the most interesting. Well, <laughs> according to Chad, he's the most interesting man in the world. Did he's you very know, interesting. He was awesome. He's a veteran firefighter as well. So we've got a lot of firefighter listeners, and it's it's cool to see that he was also a first responder back in the day. We have a lot of knife lists. Uh, uh, a lot of knife making listeners too, Chad. You gotta. I know. I like to make them angry. Them. <laughs> you can't. You can't set them off. They're they're an excitable bunch. Knife making firefighters too. We love all of our listeners, <laughs> just like we love our patrons. And man, our patrons have been doing some great things for us recently. It's been it's been really cool to see what some very generous people have been stepping in and it means the world to all three of us. Anytime we get an email about Patreon, we're always chatting about who it is and we, we can't thank you all enough. Our patrons are helping us put together um, some additional prizes for the competition. So that'll be nice. Oh, this is where I talk about patrons. Yes. Oh, here, let me set you up. <laughs> and Tony's going to read our patrons. Oh. Cause I do have to apologize. It's been two weeks since we've read out the list of patrons, right? Or did we do it last week with we did it last week? Okay, good. Cause yeah, Green Street is one of our patrons. Chad never remembers. Ah. Yes. The when, episode with Stephanie at Underground, we had a little technical difficulties and kept getting disconnected. Yeah. So so here we go. We got uh Odyssey underscore Stan, the Etsy boys, Christy of Twisted Twine. Annette of 513 Woodworks, Hot <coughs> sorry, Hot Iron Metalworks, Too Many Mistakes, Full Steam Designs by Chris Powell, Lillian Archer Photography, David Beck with Makes, NB Woodfinery, and then our top tier, we have Eastpoke Studios, Danelle Smith Christian, Artigino Sorio, Brian Drennan, Lawrence of MaritimeKnifeSupply.com, and Ed Johns. And then we have um, some people who have decided to up their patronage. So we have um, Uncle Sam Metalworks has decided to come to the top tier as well as uh, Green Street Joinery. And we have uh, Rob DeMarco has decided to come to our middle tier as well as we have a new patron of uh, who's uh, Lee Ullman. Is that yeah, right? Lee Oman. Of uh, Regal Street. And then uh, we have a patron who's left us, Chad. Oh, did it? You got a notification? Yes. <laughs> Crap, I was looking for that. I was going to delete dig, it. dig into this every week before we no! do the show. And the Chad has decided to leave the flock. Wow. <laughs> oh, public <laughs> Not supposed to mention him, but yeah. <laughs> Well, my name wasn't getting read out enough, so I decided to uh, take my $2 (laughs) elsewhere. We appreciate each and every one of our patrons. We don't appreciate our ex-patron. Yeah. But we do appreciate our patrons. And just so you know, we will not do that to any other patrons if you decide to leave us. It's just because it's Chad. (laughs) Just because it's Chad. (laughs) But I I could never break Tony's heart twice, so. If you do, if if you do support us over there, you can get the after show, which yes. is an additional 
don't know, uh, probably $2. 20, 20 minutes or more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, average show. Sometimes an hour. I mean, it depends. Yeah, I would say it's an average of 20 minutes an episode. It, it's worth the money. It's, uh, it's a little looser than our regular podcast. It's but not for the children. If you don't want to support us or don't want to get extra content from us, share the show with your friends, all of them. If you've shared it with them before, share it with them again. We want to get our listeners count up. Mainly, give us five-star ratings on Spotify or a five-star rating and review on Apple would be huge for us. Very big for us. I don't know how it helps, but it helps get the name out there. helps us get more promotions. So please give us a rating and review. If it is a five-star review, I will personally read it on the podcast. Yes, and we also have merchandise as far as like t-shirts, mugs, things like that. I was actually just checking out our store online and it's it's really cool to see the people have been purchasing. I just saw someone on April Fool's Day, funny enough, had purchased a white mug. I don't know who you are. Maybe you're listening right now, but thank you for purchasing that white mug and I hope you enjoy the tiny little Easter egg that we have engraved there on the side of that mug that you probably weren't able to see in the listing photos. So enjoy that when you get it. I also am surprised to hear that the guys, Tony and Keith, haven't talked about how often I'm wearing our Working Hands t-shirt. I'm pretty sure I wear one almost every day. And that's really because of how comfortable these shirts are. They're like a tri-blend or something fancy like that. They're worth the money, in my opinion. They are my favorite shirts. And it's not just because I like wearing my own shirt to my own concert. I do that too, but. (laughs) You would be that guy. I am that guy. But, they, are, uh, they, are, they are pretty comfortable shirts. They are good quality. Yeah. Um, I, I even had heard from somebody in Alaska who purchased the sweaters, which I'm kind of interested in the sweaters now because she was saying how it's the most comfortable sweatshirt she's ever worn. So Sweatshirt I, or sweater? I, I don't know exactly. It's kind of hard to tell from the listing photo of what they are, but uh, I want to get you one and what... try it out. Maybe that can be one of our prizes for uh, the Make What You Fear is a sweater. We'll be I, in I was I was called out a couple days ago about when Uncle Sam posted his picture of the tumbler. Yeah. And uh, yeah. She's like, I live in this house and you don't you didn't get me a tumbler. I was like, <laughs> Yeah, but he ordered it himself. So well, that t- I'm gonna that have tumbler, to put an order in. No, that, that tumbler is special made. Yeah, that tumbler that Uncle Sam has, that extra large one, was actually made by me on my laser engraver. Oh, um, I gave him a big shout out on one of my recent laser videos, which I don't mean to brag, but that video is blowing up. It has over, I think, 60,000 views at this point. I'm about to quit all my jobs because the amount of money coming in from that one single video is insane. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. But you didn't make your co-hosts tumblers. I'm going to make Tony a 3D printed knife. Uh, I, I'm going to send you cookies without chocolate chips in it. Well, that'd be all right, but all I right. don't know if I want your baked goods. I want a tumbler. <laughs> yeah, I think well, I think if if Lil listens to this and hears that you made the tumbler, that's you're going to have worse. to make her a tumbler. <laughs> this all is right. terrible. This you just made it worse. We'll see what we can do, especially for the patrons. Ever since we started getting patrons, I've always wanted to do something special for them. So if you're on the fence about it, think about getting on that list before uh, Uncle Chad starts sending out gifts. That was weird, right? Yeah, it was really weird. You're a weird dude, so it fits. All right. (laughs) Please share the show, rate us, review us, 
five stars only. Uh, tell all your friends about it. You can find Chad, Chad's Custom Creations, across all your socials. Tony's at Woodland Iron. I'm at Blackthorn Concepts. The collective three of us are at Working Hands Podcast on Instagram and on Gmail. You can send us a voice message there if you want to be played on the show. And with that, I say we head on over to the after show, boys. Later. Goodbye. Make what you fear.